episode 23 of the Bloatbusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we're going to focus on a very little known area of film known as animation. Uh, yes, I'm excited about this one. Alright, me too. Oh uh, yes, we're, we're back in our recording studio yeah, after yes. being in uh, my workplace, back to aka Paul's Kitchen, yeah. <laughs> here, our recording studio. Yeah, um, and, and I must say, even if I do say so myself, it didn't turn out too badly the sound, with yeah, the yeah, sound. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you could know. hear the odd thing here and there. But, but uh, Maybe it had some ambient noise and clinks and some clicks. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. added those all in post. Oh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah I mean, we might have to go back there again at a later date just upon moving location mm-hmm. here so yeah that that might become a bit of a permanent feature you might have to bring a towel or something to shove under <laughs> yeah. the crack in the door there i don't know uh, anyway real quick let's get a little business uh, out of hand here some contact info we are uh, at blokebusters on the twitter Ooh. and uh facebook.com slash blokebusters if you yeah. into the facebooking yeah, more than say. the twitter <laughs> yes and uh if you would like to write us blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com i'll suggest you Critiques, fan mail, love letters to me. Uh, Paul yeah. is married, but I'm not. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean I can't get a you love can't appreciate letter. It. Okay, fair Maybe enough. Maybe I'll get David to send one. <laughs> All right, and we are on the interwebs now. That we are blokebusters.webs.com. Yes. Work in progress, but content being revised and added, and it's only going to get better and better. Yes. So check it out. <laughs> see what we have to offer. And uh, also, I'd just like to go ahead and promote, once again, our buddies' podcast, Voice Activated. Give it a listen. They talk all manner of things. Very bite-sized episodes of podcasty goodness. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, you know, the last one. Was it the Hollow Earth Theory uh, they covered? That, uh, that, was, that was the last main one. The, yeah. the one they just released is they're doing Skyrim, but they've broken it up. Oh, so well, I need to refresh my podcast <laughs> yes, app then, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, I managed right. to listen to that on the way to work today. All right, <laughs> on to our... Podcast. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> we have to? <laughs> Let's just talk about other podcasts. <laughs> okay. I love Doug Loves Movies. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, we were thinking of what to do for this one. There wasn't anything else in the cinema that we no. really wanted to do. There's a couple coming out soon yeah. that we might do, but then we were thinking about it, and the animation style of film is not something that most people go into very much mm-hmm. obviously you've got your pixar and that's normally up for best picture now yeah, so you get it. people talking about that but the whole style of animation is not something that's covered very often so we thought it would be an interesting thing to go into yes, that it's a, yeah i don't know if i have evidence to support this but it <laughs> definitely feels like it doesn't get the credit it deserves from the mainstream yeah. Um, or it's regarded as kid fair. It, yeah. It's animated, so it must be a cartoon. So it must placate to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. You know, well, and there is that. There is yeah. that. There's a lot of the direct DVD. You know, like I, I messaged you earlier, the direct yeah. DVD princess videos, number yeah. eight, number nine. The, the uh, Tinkerbell thing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you know, just they make it quick. You know, they have all the forms already in the computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they hire somebody to write a script for 200 bucks, and it's, it's done. Yeah, that, those ones really are, those are the lowest common denominator of mm-hmm. the animated film. And they not, make money. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you agree, yeah. yes. Yeah, and, and that's not to say that the animation studios are doing bad work or anything. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's still good animation. Yeah, it's just that... Thank you, Koreans. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is all outsourced to Korea. Right, yeah. <laughs> It's just that when it comes to those styles of film, they're typically not the biggest budget script. They're not the hugest amount of effort put into it. And the studio is just doing what it can with what it's been given. Yeah. And I think, yeah, those are the ones that kind of tend to give it a bad name. Yeah, especially, um, I was going to save it, but I'll probably go into it now. I am a big fan of anime, which for those of you who are completely unaware is the Japanese style of animation. Now, most people, when they hear that, will immediately think of the Pokemon show, the Digimon show. I just think of (laughs) fast lines moving and very stuttered speaking. uh, I challenge you to a fight. Uh, That's what I think of. Uh, A a lot of those, yes. The uh English dub is normally not really that I spit on you. (laughs) I spit on your idea of this. (laughs) Oh, you killed my uncle. (laughs) Let me fly through space for four minutes. (laughs) Posed in there. 
Yeah, the, the sort of thing, Dragon Ball Z, I guess, would be probably yeah. the biggest thing that was over here. And everyone sees that and thinks, well, they're kid shows. And then you get the animes that come out, this is going into TV briefly, where you've got the, well, to Bridget, you've got the Ghost in the Shell television show. You've got Naruto, which is billed as a kid show over here, but if you actually watch the Japanese version of it with none of the edits done to it, there's some very serious stuff going on there. It's, it's across-the-board type show. Kind of like The Simpsons, as it were. Stuff that is appealing to the adults, stuff that is appealing mm-hmm. to the kids. There's loads of things out there which are... It's basically like your regular television show, but it's just animated. It's not people standing there. Okay. But it, and just, why, if you folks are wondering why I'm so quiet, it's because uh, <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I, I hate anime, it's just I'm so completely unfamiliar with it yeah. uh, that I have no usable, intelligent things to yeah. say on the I, subject. Uh, well, my experience is the f- one-third of a Futurama episode. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that was something else I was going to bring up as well. Futurama did it brilliantly, parodying the American style of Japanese yeah. animation. Mm-hmm. And the biggest problem I have is, unfortunately, in my life, we've got my sister, who sees all animated TV shows as completely and utterly pointless, because they're not real life, so why bother? And then, I, I know. And <laughs> Two and a half men portrays real life. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> and then you've got my wife who, when she hears anime, all she thinks of is what is called hentai or hentai, which the is anime, the pornographic yeah. version. Now, hey, now I'm interested. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, all right. What are some of the titles here? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the unfortunate side of this is that the one television show that she saw, that I was watching, it was called Black Blood Brothers. It was a 13-episode series about some vampires who come to a city trying to make a new life for themselves, but... There's a secret society of vampires running the whole thing who are against their family and so, you know, you know normal, slightly complicated plot. But the only two snippets of the show that she saw were the only, and I repeat, only two snippets of the show where the main vampire sucks the blood out of the main woman's throat. And the noises she happens to make during this act. Are they quite uh, love sounds? So, sounds of I, love, maybe? I, I, I think moaning would be the, moaning, uh, the yes. correct thing there. Pleasurable noises. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Because, because maybe act... I need to give this anime stuff a try. <laughs> and so, and one, once again, for the third time, the only right. time okay. this happened are the only I time got it. Are... Okay. I feel yeah. like this is a personal grievance. No, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Back to so, film. So, most, most people, when they think of it the people that aren't acquainted with this style of stuff that is what they think of so they give it a miss entirely which unfortunately means that it's very misrepresented over here and in the uk which does lead to the anime people almost kind of being shunned a little bit like how can you like that Mm. (laughs) but then you get the fantastic films and you get there are huge companies in japan that are just bringing out beautiful work after beautiful work for instance as i I said ghost in the show was a tv show it was also two films and another feature length film to do with the tv show and so all of these fantastic looking films summer wars is one which i cannot praise enough it is a magnificent film and i'll mention a couple more as we go and none of these ever get a look in over here Mm. (laughs) but shall we get back on to more sort of our experiences because yeah. uh, growing up, you were saying just before, and you had mentioned before, yeah, the, uh, the, the first two films you saw in the cinema were animated. Uh, yeah, which I never really—I mean, I knew that, but I didn't really think about it until we did this podcast. Yeah, I saw yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, and then yeah. The Lion King. Yeah, and, and of course, Nightmare both. Before Christmas is animation. It's it's stop motion, motion. animation. Yeah. It still counts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, then you know, Lion King, of course, the tri- um, I don't know if there was that. I believe that was all drawn. I'm uh, fairly certain it's all hand drawn yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah. They haven't quite That was ninety four. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I believe so. But I mean both great movies. Yeah. Just on the surface. And then also looked great, I thought. You know, you have that Tim Bur- Tim Burton world style, you know, which is yeah. just beautiful. And then the very safari vibrant world of the Lion King. Yeah, the which... the thing where you realise they really got down the feel of that environment. And and uh, you know, both musicals. Really? Yeah, yeah. You, you cannot say that the Lion King is not a musical. And yeah, 
and you know, maybe not quite as musical as the live action musicals tend to be. No, I mean, three minutes yeah, not of talking as, and song. Yeah, it's it's more the other way. It's more you know three minutes of song and then a lot of talking. And, yeah, and then the way three minutes of song. <laughs> yeah. Well, for someone that hates musical theater, well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, as, as a kid, you typically don't want to sit through song after song after song after song after song with mm-hmm. a little bit of story in between. Yeah. You're True. more interested in the mm-hmm. characters and yeah. then the songs mm-hmm. add to it or yes. don't, depending mm-hmm. on your point yeah. of view. <laughs> so I think the Disney films kind of got that down. Yes. In fact, I never think of Disney films as being musicals, like those old things, because for the most part, I never really remember the songs. And I just remember Come the on, good Hakuna stories. Matata. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I do remember there are songs in it, but I don't. Yeah. I never rewatched The Lion King and then don't go. Oh yeah, there's more singing in this mm-hmm. than I realized. Yeah, and you have the hyenas. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, of course, The Lion King, the best Hamlet remake yes. that there's ever been, I believe. <laughs> ever since yes. the first time around. <laughs> yeah, which again is something that will go completely over the heads of most kids watching. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the brother kills them, marries the brother. Yeah, yeah, blah blah blah. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, that was my like, I guess introduction really uh, yeah. on a theater experience. Obviously, yeah. I had seen cartoons yeah. and probably the odd animated film here and there a lot of you know disney stuff and uh right. you know, snow white and seven doors and i don't care what you say that's a good movie i like snow white <laughs> and seven doors i bought it like 10 years ago when they came out with it like on the anniversary the un- unsealed the, the vaults or whatever yeah. the, and had like the it's like a three or four disc dvd set or something right. like, because right. it's the first to use cell animation which is also called traditional animation yeah that um, that is the style that everyone associates with say, disney mm-hmm. that type of stuff and that is what most people will think of when they think of u.s hand-drawn yeah animation. and if we're going into preferences that is i would say my preference is hand-drawn yeah. as beautiful as cg can look there's just something about that bambi or whatever you know where it's it's not as vibrant it's not as clear yeah. but i don't know it's just it's like listening to a record for me i love listening to albums and i like the imperfections in there yeah it's it's just more real to me i don't that's a weird thing to say when it's a naturally or a completely fabricated world but <laughs> that's you know i enjoy that part of it yeah I, I do think that at least at the moment cg isn't as stunning as hand-drawn can be but i am completely for the appropriate mix of I, yeah, like I, said, I love it all. It's just drawn. a preference. Yeah. Yeah. So if I had the ultimate choice, I wish everything could look as polished as Japanese animation from one of the major studios in Japan. Like that style, at least to me, is the best style of animation. And they normally do almost entirely hand drawn, and then just to give it that extra little pop, some of some of the aspects of it will be computer generated or for instance summer wars is all hand-drawn when it's the people when it's the real world but there is the virtual world that is sort of running the place everything runs on a specific computer network and when they have to go in and deal with that that is all computer generated imagery and i think it works really well to show you the different worlds so that type of thing bring that on i want all <laughs> i want more of that <laughs> I promise you i'll try one of those films i probably yeah. yeah i i would love what would to you hear... say is a good spirited away a good introduction spirited away is a very good introduction but it's very heavy on the law <laughs> like okay. the stuff that you get yeah. there it's very i mean it, if someone like me and a noob uh, yeah, if you're I, recommending to a noob or any other anime noobs out there, right? I uh, would recommend which another with, film or yeah, well, definitely try and go with either a Ghibli film or Summer Wars, as I said. Summer Wars isn't very lore-esque, but you do get to see the culture of Japan, mm-hmm. the the very much hierarchy of the older people run the place, and the younger people have to look up to them. But you, if we're going with Ghibli, My Neighbor Totoro and also The Cat Returns are both fantastic. Totoro is kind of slow going, but it's just very beautiful, and it's this girl has moved to a new town and finds this spirit called Totoro who sort of helps her to come to terms with the fact that she's in this new place and the cat returns is a very fantastical thing of the main woman saves the life of a cat and it turns out the cat is the prince in the cat world and she is brought to the cat world by the king to marry him and all of this stuff and hilarity ensues I mean, it, mm. it sounds it sounds somewhat out there and most anime has those aspects to it but 
they are a joy to just sit down and watch. Like you can lose yourself in the world of that type of thing. So if you're gonna go into that, I would recommend those types of film. And then if you like that, go with your Spirited Away, uh, Princess Mononoke. Yep. And I believe it's called Grave of the Fireflies. That is a very depressing film. <laughs> so I saved that to really, last. <laughs> really quickly, I don't know if I, I missed it or not, um, but I, I'm naive on this. Uh, no, what exactly, uh, explain to the listeners, what is a Ghibli film? Ghibli. What Ghibli is, is a, it's a company called Studio Ghibli. Okay, so it's, it all has to be made by the studio. Yeah, it's it's not studio. a style of film, no, no, yeah. Gi- essentially. A, a Ghibli film will have almost exclusively someone called Miyazaki directing it. Okay. I think about 90% of them had been Hayao Miyazaki, and he was the guy that basically runs the stuff. But his son has been taking over now, so you can kind of tell when mm-hmm. the son is doing it, but it's always so much care is taken into making these films that they're just a joy to watch. Porco Rosso no. as well. Now, are there, like, other things that have a, a niche market? Are there studios that try to emulate or uh, mm. kind of. That, there ride are, on their coattails. If, you know. there, there are some studios that are that kind of feel similar. Okay, but, but not directly trying to rip it off. No, not not necessarily. Okay. No, I mean, there's very much they're their own thing. Production IG are another studio. They did the Ghost in the Shells. They also did to bring it over here the Mass Effect Paragon Lost film. That was a production oh. IG thing. And also on Netflix, if you're interested, The Skycrawlers. That one's a production IG. And that's mm. that's another CG mixed with hand-drawn stuff. And I would urge everyone listening to try and give it a chance. Because I know that some people are put off by... Maybe it's not, it's not your Disney style at all. It's normally a lot lighter feeling. The only other one that I would recommend to everyone but you would be The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Okay. <laughs> I know your aversion to time travel. Okay, all right. Anyway, uh, shall we uh, transition to maybe more uh, popular? I, would, I, I don't know what popular is that word, but... Yeah, you know, mainstream. Mainstream, I guess, American was the word I was looking style, for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Let's delve into the world of Pixar. Well, how about that? It's uh, Yeah, sure. You I know, it's... Pixar Their films it. always look incredible, whether yeah. there's a great story or not. Uh, John Lasseter, I believe his name, does yep, a great job directing most of those. I think he directs most of them, if not <laughs> yeah, all of them. He, he, well, I, I know that Brad Bird directed Brad. Uh, not only The Iron Giant. Oh, uh, get that. Uh, which, <laughs> wait, I'm not going into it all now, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but also Finding Nemo. Uh, yeah, the guy behind that. And... Uh, spoiler alert. They find Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> however, Sorry, I, folks. <laughs> however, at some point in the ten years since the film, they have somehow lost Dory. So that's uh, going to be the next one. And oh, I know yeah. it started off. Well, as she's a, pretty stupid. So yeah, she's, you know, find herself. Well, lost. we thought she was getting better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's not quite dead. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna find her on the carpet, flopping around. <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought I could breathe. They took a different turn in the alternate ending. <laughs> How, uh, do, how do we get on that? Anyway. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, like I say, um, I I will go out there and I say I love all three of the Toy Story films. Yeah, I think they they're great. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think one, or I think two is better than one. I think three is better than two. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know which I prefer. And if you do not cry two. in three, you are, do not have a soul. <laughs> that, so I, you do not have a soul, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> Come on, that, when he gives his toys away, yeah, ah, well, he's I, going off to college. I, I cannot remember if I mentioned this before, but there was a fantastic article filled with twists that films should have had. Hmm. And there was one for Toy Story 3 where everything that happens after you see them link hands in the furnace is in the head of Woody. <laughs> they don't get rescued. Oh, <laughs> bummer. All right. So. <laughs> Which, come on, I think if mm-hmm. if Pixar were ever going to go the horror film route, that would have been mm-hmm. a fantastic start. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I will say, if you whether you love the movie or not, if you want to just watch something amazing, uh, if you have a large television and you have a Blu-ray player, yeah. uh, Cars... <laughs> Finding Nemo or whatever, like, Cars looks amazing. <laughs> uh, the, the races and the world is so vibrant and alive. I, I'm sure it does. I I still... You don't like the film, Cars? I watched the first 20 minutes of it and had to stop. I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. Nothing against, nothing against the studio. 
It's just what they were trying to do was not for me. I oh, okay. Think. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a, completely in love with the story. <laughs> I'm just saying from looks point, it looks spectacular. Oh, yeah. Super colorful. The blues and the reds and the yellows are just popping everywhere. Yeah, they, they really know what they're doing. And, yeah. and each film, same studio, obviously, each film, but they all seem to have their own kind of style. Like Nemo is, because it's in the ocean, it's always a sort of very slightly dark type palette to it except when you see the outside of australia up in the air there it's very bright but everything else there's always that somewhat dark tint to it oh and you just said a great word there up (laughs) (laughs) be remiss if we didn't mention that yeah Uh, not only looks great but one of the best movies i think i've seen in a long time yeah, and that, I was saying to you before, the opening of Up should have been shown, one of the shorts shown before one of the other films. Oh, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then Up should have been like sort of the sequel to that short that made you ball your <laughs> eyes out. Uh, yeah, and once again, if you don't ball it up, you have no soul. <laughs> you are cold and dead and you are a Grinch, yeah. and well, leave me alone. Yeah, there may possibly have been some dust in the theater. Yes, right? yes, yes. Not necessarily a tear or two, just uh, some dust. It's some dust. funny, it's got <laughs> you know it's great Up is definitely I think I would say Up is the most serious film I've seen from Pixar it is yeah I mean everything that happens in as serious as you can with the talking dogs Uh, (laughs) yes cone of shame squirrel (laughs) which which, yeah Pixar you did well in picking that up I mean one of those it's one of those things that you find a comedian that has a bit and it's like how did I never realise that this is something that we do in real life mm. so, yeah that is most dogs the second there's a flit or something so, <laughs> okay back to where <laughs> yeah. but yeah great I could go on and on about it but oh, yeah. <laughs> moving onwards and upwards sure. uh, if we will <laughs> What world of animation would you like to delve into next? Well, we obviously we we got the crossovers uh, we could talk about. Uh, there are the yeah, uh, sure. claymation. Uh, well, let's go with let's stick with entirely animation, and we'll stick with, go with claymation. Oh uh, yes, I, I love. So obviously, the ones that America is going to be most so, used to Wallace would be. And... Well, I was going to say, yeah. obviously, Nightmare Before Christmas would uh, be. Okay. Uh, Corpse Bride. So Tim Burton's done mm-hmm. well in bringing that in. There have been resurgent recently. You've got Frankenweenie with one mm-hmm. Paranorman again, and as you were saying, Wallace and Gromit from yeah. Over the Pond, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and most people don't realize as well. Wallace and Gromit was three short films before that. And then they made the Curse of the Were Rabbit, mm-hmm. which most people say was done well, but wasn't necessarily the best film. And then they also did another one, which I don't know if it ever got released over here, called A Matter of Loaf and Death, where they opened a baker. And that one was better than Curse of the Were Rabbit. It's a much better story, shorter, so sort of back to their roots. They were able to tell the full story in less time. So that's sort of my knowledge of claymation. Mm-hmm. I know that you had a couple. Uh, of I want to br- just bring one film to everyone's attention that it is. It is on Netflix. It's been in my queue. For like two years, and I've watched it probably four times. Or uh, it's something that you know I can kind of drift in and out of. It's called Mary and Max. Right. I don't. I'm not even going to read the synopsis because I don't want to give. Uh, sometimes those just miss the point. Yeah. But it is really a story of unlikely friendship between an American Max that right. he's shut in pretty much doesn't venture out of agoraphobic. Yeah. Uh, has Asperger's and this Australian girl Mary. And they become pen pals, and she has a weird birthmark, and she's an outsider, and they're both very much outsiders, but they find a common ground. Right. And, you know, this pretty much a lifelong friendship for Mary. And it's hmm. it's so charming and so well done. It's funny. It does make you tear up if, you know, you are the soul inhabiting, <laughs> your soul, you know, possessing person. It's directed by Adam Elliott. I don't really know his work, but you have Tony Collette and Philip Seymour Hoffman, Eric Bana doing voices. Right. Those are the big ones people are going to recognize. But it's just a it's a great film. And yeah. don't... Uh, okay, well, I'm not going to say any more because... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say don't lash out at me, but... Uh, yeah, uh, it's worth it. Okay, watch it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a slower-paced film. Right. Uh, but it, it is this correspondence back and forth, you know? Yeah. And then... The worlds they inhabit, switching back between New York and you know, um, I forget where she's. At. Maybe it's Wales. Maybe it's Sydney. I don't know, but you know, right. somewhere down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Where they speak? Where they speak? Funny. Yeah. 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 So check that one out. You more than likely won't be disappointed. All right. <laughs> and if you are, yeah, go, you know, you yeah, know where yeah. you can go. <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, want to do some uh, crossover. Work. Yeah, sure. Let's walk into. Let's that. see a mixture of uh, well, what I'm yeah, calling that... a mixture of live action and animation. Yeah, and yeah. not necessarily specifically live action cut to entirely animation. Or no, 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 not like Kill Bill where they have an animation or anime scene yeah. oh, for which, like 17 minutes or something. Yeah. Which again, Production IG did that one as well. Did, did it? Oh, that's, I love that whole scene, sequence. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and yeah. I also think Production IG did one of the, if you ever got the Animatrix thing, mm. which I would say for most people, they will enjoy mm. that more than they enjoyed the second two mm-hmm. films. Production IG did one of those, as well as several other companies went in and did those, and those all look really good. Especially yeah. the back, you finally get the backstory on what happened for the robots overtaking, uh, hmm. as it were. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I think we're more referring to on screen at the same time, live actors and animated characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And I would say the one that I I grew up, I think the only one I ever saw until relatively recently would be. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That that one would be. Should we spoiler alert? Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, the butler. <laughs> yes, that is correct. He bottles. Yeah. <laughs> I, what do you? I bottle. Uh, shall we? Uh, yeah, I think it's been out long enough. All right, Why don't, don't you give Brown. it away? <laughs> <laughs> Doc Brown. <laughs> he was in that. Doc Brown. Uh, okay. Yeah, and, and there is a twist in it which, mm-hmm. if you're really paying attention to the plot, you can probably see coming. But and if you're a perv like me, folks, Jessica Rabbit is not wearing underwear in a part. There you go, folks. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> I'm fairly certain, if I recall, they have fixed that in all. Oh, you have to have an old copy, folks. Yeah, you have to have the VHS, just like the old VHS of the Rescuers, I believe it is. But yeah. Hey, come on, Jessica Rabbit. That's that's, that's a woman there. Come on. <laughs> Whether she's real or not. All yeah. right, let's see. Yes, she's not bad. She's just drawn that way. <laughs> oh, well played, sir. Right. Well played. Yes, but uh, yeah, that was obviously my main experience. Yeah, There's definitely. a much more obscure film most people won't know uh, called Cool World. Uh, yeah, I'd never heard of this one. Okay, yeah, I've just introduced this to Paul before we started recording. It stars a little-known actor by the name of Brad Pitt. Yeah, <laughs> definitely little-known at the I, time. I've, I have seen it once. I probably should see it again, but it is weird. <laughs> and I don't know whether that means I liked it or not. But yeah. I think it's probably entertaining just to go back and look at some of his earlier work. Right. Uh, well, it definitely left an impression on you if you were yeah, you were frantically trying to find out the name. Yeah, of I could stuff. not recall. I mean, it's uh, it's times of year I was, or times of the year I remember it. And then there's other times like, yeah. what the hell is that movie called? <laughs> but find it. I'm sure it's going to be even invest half an hour and then shut it off if it's just completely dretch for all yeah. you. But it, it has some interesting moments. I do recall some <laughs> well, things that happen. And then you've also got Monkey Bone. That's Monkey another, Bone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Somewhat less known one. I didn't know anything about it until my wife introduced me to it. She was always a big Brendan Fraser fan growing up, so that's probably why that's she That's who his fan is. <laughs> oh. okay, I didn't think he was too bad in the Mummy films. I kind of enjoyed those. Mm. Oh. Encino Man. I don't know if I've seen that one. Yeah, come I, I actually enjoyed... Holy Shore and Sean Astin? Come on. Well, maybe I should look into that as well. <laughs> uh, Link. Come on. So many of these. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's another one where he is a cartoonist and his drawing comes to life. Mm-hmm. And wants to take over, basically. So he has to deal with that. And that was... There is some of He Goes Down to the Cartoon World, but I'm fairly certain he's still live action mm-hmm. in that. So... It's very. I always find it very interesting in the things of people interacting with cartoon stuff, and in that world, that's just that's what happens. That's how it is. Yeah. I and mean, what is it? Last Action Hero even sort of pokes fun at that, where the kid goes into the Arnold Schwarzenegger action thing, and to prove that it's a film, he points out, "Look, 
an animated cat just walked into this police station and nobody cares. And Arnold Schwarzenegger said, of course he did. He's one of our best officers. <laughs> well, I just like, with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I love the cartoon rules of yeah. that world. You know, that world. Well, and, the, well, at the time, especially with those studios, those rules are very much in place. That's always how these characters acted. Mm-hmm. So if they were in the real world, why would they act any differently? So that was a fantastic use of that in the storytelling, yeah. I thought. Like the scene where the bad guy is trying to get Roger Rabbit out in the open, and so he does the one thing that no tune in the world can resist. He starts doing the shave and a haircut. <laughs> Do the bits. <laughs> and I didn't realize that was ever a thing in cartoon, but I'm, I can only imagine back in sort of the heyday of that style of cartoon, that was probably one of those things that was just in it. <laughs> Yeah, like shaving a haircut. I had no idea what that was before I saw that film. That, I'd never heard of it. And then it's just in this know. film. It's like, okay, sure, let's this, go with This it. is out there, but has anyone ever played the Nintendo game Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No, that was That gets so insanely difficult. If anyone has beaten <laughs> that, please tell me how. I still have the cartridge. Oh, nice. <laughs> but it's fun, and you get, like, chased by the cops, you know, all that stuff. And yeah, some of those old games. It's fun. Just... It's like, a, it's kind of a mystery, you know? You're investigating things. and right. Yeah, it's fun, but yeah. <laughs> moving along, yes, moving moving along. along. I wanted to bring up you know we kind of debated whether or not we could de- technically consider it animation but it's uh, it's a work originally by Philip K Dick uh, one of the masters of science fiction called A Scanner Darkly about yeah. you know big brothers ever growing presence in our lives right. and how every minute of our lives is now documented pretty you know pretty much we there are cameras on us at all times yeah. but that was you know it's the film with Robert Downey Jr and Woody Harrelson yeah. uh, Winona Ryder well, and I- which they filmed live action yeah, they filmed a large part of that yes. in live action, if not all of it. Mm-hmm. And then they, through a process called rotoscoping, mm-hmm. did a thing where they basically drew over what mm-hmm. it was on every frame. So everyone looks exactly out. like themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but. So they, they drew over it in a very stylized fashion, and then they removed the original footage. But the world, so. it, it's a great use i don't know it just makes yeah. the world look very cool <laughs> and it looks like a music video <laughs> or something right. you know and, and it's another yeah kind of the uh, take on me exactly where i was gonna go <laughs> yeah. with that yeah the aha uh-huh. and especially with the the suit uh-huh. they put on so that they can't mm. tell who you are and it you could say it's animation in a way that it allowed them to go further than they would have ever been able to it, live action yeah because for instance the scramble suit If you actually Mm -hmm. think about it, all it would be is someone putting a big black bag over their head and putting a voice modulator Mm -hmm. on the thing. Whereas in this, it scrambles facial features and voice patterns Mm -hmm. and and it's stuff that wouldn't really be at all realistic. And then they're able to go down with that and then as very stylistic shots and Mm -hmm. everything in it. And I had to watch that as one of my film studies courses and I'm so glad I did. It's, yeah. (laughs) I saw the trailers for that originally. I thought, this looks kind of stupid. <laughs> and uh, I, at that time, I wasn't really familiar with Philip K. Dick. Right. And I've become really well acquainted now with a <laughs> lot of his work. But, uh, you know, yeah, that looks kind of dumb. But uh, <laughs> saw, I think, yeah, I ended up... Oh, it was because uh, I worked in the theater that I, I oh, saw yeah, that. Yes, yeah, so I was like, yeah, you know, that's here. I'll see it. And loved it. I mean, and, and the animation it lets you get away with a little more things. Right. Uh, you accept, I, I think... As a viewer, you accept more things or more possibly reprehensible actions yeah. or outlandish things because there's a little bit more distance yeah, between you, you and the character. Yeah, you're not necessarily seeing yourself exactly in their shoes. You're more mm-hmm. seeing, a, oh, I'm kind of like that guy. I could. Yeah, but he's him. you know he's drawn. You know, so yeah, that's yeah. Woody Harrelson drawn. Then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so great. Woody Harrelson. stole the stolen bike and the. Uh, Willie Housen's really becoming one of those guys that you just love to see in a film now. Mm. Obviously, he's always been a good actor and everything, but he seems to be getting all of these. Oh, yeah, he'll come in and do, like, one scene in a film, and that's the scene everyone talks (laughs) about or remembers, you know? Uh, What what did you think of him in The Hunger Games, then? In the film you hated? uh, 
He was one of the watchable parts of that right, film. <laughs> and if Jennifer Lawrence didn't look like Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> then I would have just fast-forwarded to all of the Woody Harrelson scenes. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, you know, yes. An hour and 18 minutes, isn't it? An hour and eight before they get to someone dying. Oh, my God. It's called The Hunger Games. It's kids killing kids. And you have a, two-thirds of it is set up. Yeah. Where you have Battle Royale, which is a well-done Japanese film, a kid dies in like the first three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Horribly. <laughs> He's like blown up <laughs> or oh, something. Nice. Oh, like right. by the teacher or by the instructor or whatever that's right, orientation yeah. expert or whatever that's telling them how the game's going to go or whatever. Right. Yeah. He tries to leave. I think it's he's the one that tries to leave or something and they have like a little detonator thing. Like, right. Or has our nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, have you seen the trailer for the second one? Because she ends up back in the Hunger Game. <laughs> Catch, catching fire. Hopefully the film catches fire <laughs> and then no one gets to see it. <laughs> well, I'm you know I'm going to watch it though. Oh yeah, you're gonna. You're gonna oh, if you're gonna bitch about something, you have to be knowledgeable on it. Yeah, that well, right? that, that is again getting back to my semi round. That is the thing that annoys me so much about people that will just trash on anime. Mm-hmm. Is that like, they just say, "Oh, it's for kids and all this," and you're going, "So what have you watched?" Oh, I don't need to see it. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like knowing the oven's hot; you don't need to touch it. No, yeah. you don't know if you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. that would be like someone saying, "Firefly is a piece of shit." Have you seen it? No. Where is this right. person? Show me this person, Paul. Who said it? <laughs> I need a name and address. Uh, luckily, I have never met anyone that has said those words that has Because I don't think they're dumb enough to say it to either one of us. <laughs> yeah, oh, or anywhere. Okay, really. Serenity now. Serenity now. Pun intended. Yes. And center. You can't take the sky for me. No, yeah. sir. All right, that wasn't lame. <clears throat> maybe right. maybe we should introduce any naysayers to the chain of command. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, but unfortunately, that is not animated. Although, I would love to see an animated rendition of that. Yeah, Wouldn't that I, be nice? A series? Or yeah, a, that, I mean, that would be any, any more. Any more <laughs> with Mal. Anything, any, yeah. any more Mal, I'm okay with more Mal. I, mean, yeah. I, I want to, at some point, see there is a graphic novel that was released bridging the end of Firefly mm-hmm. with the beginning of Serenity, where you see... The, the Hand of Blue guys. You see what happened to them and you see what brings... I can't remember his name. The assassin guy. He uh, gets brought in. So I know, I know it bridges oh, yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah. yes. <laughs> As always, we set out to talk about one thing and we end up talking about our favorite <laughs> oh, TV <yeah>. shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess we should go into then. What would you say is your favorite animated film? You know, it's tough because I hate picking favorites. Um, yeah, okay. But um, as far as I think that stood the test of time, I mean, it's not super old, right. but The Iron Giant, directed by Brad Bird. Yeah. And it's, I think, the only film I will ever enjoy that will stars both Vin Diesel and <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I think that's the only film I can safely say I'll like that will contain both of them. Right, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, um, I, I must say, for whatever reason, I don't share your hatred of Vin Diesel. I... I sort of enjoy seeing him in the role. You see his great many faces of acting. <laughs> I'll come on, he's, gra- he's the way still, he changes the He's still more expressive than Kristen Stewart. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on. He well, is more which expressive. ocean is wetter. <laughs> come on. If <laughs> uh, you watch it up in the do you do realize he is more expressive than Kristen Stewart? Yeah, but she has made some good films. I don't know. True. I think. I mean, Adventureland was good. Into the Wild was very good. Yes, I cannot say that she has never made a good She's film. very charming in Into the Wild. Her part in that. The guitarist. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, so. Right. What the? So, so Iron was... Giant. Iron Giant. We are who we choose to be. That's, you know, kind of the takeaway from that. Right. Along with the undertone of militarism. If you don't understand it, kill it kind yeah. of mentality. <laughs> kill it, destroy it. Yeah. Uh, fear the unknown, you know, rather than get to know get to know it. Right. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, for anyone unfamiliar, it's uh, 1999. So it's, like I said, it's not super old. No, but, yeah. uh, like, I was 17 at that time. You know, I didn't really come across it till about three or four years later. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, kitty stuff. Well, you know, I had that mentality. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just this, once again, like a lot of animated films are great stories of, Friendships, unlikely friendships, seems to be themes. Yeah. Uh, you know, a young boy with, living with a single mother. 
and robot alien, probably from the moon. Oh, <laughs> so I hear. <laughs> Crash lands, you know. In the world, he's a huge iron giant. Wouldn't you know it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and who the hell knows where they got the title? <laughs> but, a giant Iron Man. Yes. Well, that I think was the book. Uh, the the Iron Giant Iron Man or the Iron Man or knows the. Yeah, uh, the giant I, Iron Man, I believe, I not sorry, the I, Iron Man. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I, I think they might have some copyright Iron issues Man. with that, but <laughs> yeah. no, no, we have a the. the at the front. No, no, it was something. It was yeah, it was man, though, no, not you know, yeah. human or something. I don't know. <laughs> Look it up, people. I forget. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it's a the robot has kind of forgotten who he is supposed to be. Yeah, and you know, the lesson is the way you are who you want to be. You know, and it, it's kind of follows. Uh, I love it because it has a lot of superhero lore in it, a lot of comic yeah. book lore in it, well, and, it, and it does follow a certain pattern of a certain superhero. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I think a very, like the most famous of superheroes. I, I was going to say there's a very direct reference to that in well, the film. Yeah, well. yeah, but but I mean, as far as what he learns and as he acquires, things, yeah, I won't go any deeper than that if you haven't seen it. But it's extremely charming extremely touching there are funny moments yeah but it's you know this friendship he's this giant is like a five-year-old i think the kid even says at one point you know and teaches him word yeah and you know that guns are bad and you know and nra <laughs> send your hate mail <laughs> but it, it, it's an awesome movie it, it looks great it's just i don't know it's it, it reminds me it looks like it's a animated film that should have been in like the 80s or early 90s it, yeah. you know it's it, it, it doesn't yeah. have the super polished Pixar look, which I love if I'm in the mood for that. No, yeah. But it does. Yeah. It, it is a great looking film, and it's a well written film. It kind of seemed like it's from the same kind of studio that did, say, the Lord of the Rings animated thing, mm-hmm. but with more polished mm-hmm. stuff, as yeah. you say, and the odd CG bit here and there. So yeah, that that is a very good animated film and probably one of the best bridging kids and adult animation. yeah i would say yeah it's it's definitely perfect family film a kid can enjoy it and you, you a parent isn't going to be bored to tears you know <laughs> watching watching you know uh shark tale six or something <laughs> i am shocked they haven't come out with more shark tale well it, it seemed it, like they it, what did that follow too closely on nemo wasn't it was that disney or oh no i think shark that tale? one's a dreamworks dreamworks okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That was enjoyable, but it was no Finding Nemo. That's no, you know, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's always going to have the comparison. You know, two underwater, you know, yeah. animated <laughs> films within like a year or whatever it was. Yeah. All right, well, well what is your get, favorite, sir? Yeah, and we'll yes. let the good people go. All right, well, I had real trouble picking this one because there's the different styles that I like so much. That I had trouble bringing it down, and I will say I've narrowed it down to my favorite. Japanese animated film is Summer Wars, which I said before roughly what it is. It, the basic story is this guy kind of has a, a crush on the girl at school, and out of the blue, she asks him to come to her family house for this retreat, this weekend retreat. And on the way there, he finds out that she has told everyone that she is engaged, and he is to be her fake fiance. Uh, and so he, he is like having, yeah, he's having to deal story. with that while meeting her very extensive family and they're all basically going because of the matriarch of the family like she's having a big celebration I think she's turning a particular age or something and it's a fantastically drawn film the atmosphere is brilliant you really get to see what these types of families are like and then this thing starts to corrupt and invade this virtual world which runs most of the systems like it runs all the traffic like it runs all the stuff at hospitals it's running their banking system and this ai is slowly taking this thing over and of course the introverted shy guy is a bit of a computer whiz and you find out it's actually kind of his fault and so he has to kind of put it right as it were while get while trying to pretend to be this fiance and having to do all this stuff and so it's a it's a wonderful film and my favorite u.s animation i'm gonna say that uh, i will probably go with finding nemo is my favorite one based on how it looks but the Emperor's New Groove is my favorite, just because of how funny I find that film. I okay. I enjoy watching that film in a much different way than I enjoy watching Finding Nemo. 
those those are those are sort of the mm. different sides of the spectrum for me and my film watching stuff. Finding Nemo is just such a fantastically polished film. The Emperor mm. New Groove is just fun. <laughs> yeah, That's fair so, enough. Right? Yeah. So that, I I had to separate those mm-hmm. two when it comes to US animation. But my favorite animated film overall, Summer Wars, definitely okay. that style. That wins out. All right. <laughs> I think uh, um, we just. Just throw out a quick, a uh, few little factoids. I think sure, probably yeah. on the world of animation. Just yeah. if you're interested, um, go ahead, Paul. With the f- what is uh, regarded as the the I believe yeah. uh, the only surviving uh, yeah, the, oldest surviving the animated oldest film. surviving animated film feature yeah feature film yeah I should say because obviously there are short films and stuff yes. but this is considered the first full length of the animated film. It's called Adventures of Prince Ahmed. Now, this was, I think, if we I remember correctly from when we were looking, it's about 10 or so years after what most people would consider the first film. But, of course, yes. we don't have it's, any... They, they were European or something. Yeah, they're all lost. I think they're all, all French lost. films, yeah. which doesn't surprise me, given mm-hmm. that's where they really came are, from. Yeah, the first but, to really... Yeah. And, yeah. of course, you know, people will say, well, what about Voyage to the Moon, where it's got a considerable amount, like, you could argue along the same lines as maybe mm-hmm. uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like, mm-hmm. there's a live action mix with that, but th- these were the animated fully. Yes, and, yeah, they, <laughs> it, look into it, they used some really creative techniques before cell animation existed, uh, including, like, cardboard cutouts. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Hello, you know, South show, Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of other uh, interesting techniques, but, yeah, so that was the first one, and, but uh, then... Um, like we mentioned already, uh, a lot of people consider um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs as the first animated film, but yeah. because it used the, the f- traditional technique of yeah, cell the, animation, the first, the first full feature length yeah. animated film to use cell. Yeah, and then the first time a uh, animated film got some love from the Academy. Yeah, it was nominated be, for yeah. Best Picture in I believe it was 1991, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Uh, lost out to Silence of the Lambs, very understandably so. I would yes, say that's, that's a tough. Yeah, it's a tough pull to to, <laughs> to you know put that yeah, over Silence so, of the Lambs. So that was the first time any animated film was ever up for a Best Picture. I don't know. I don't think it was the first one to be up for like maybe Best Soundtrack or anything mm-hmm. like that. But definitely the first time it was up for a major Oscar, as it were. And then the first one that was up. For its own category. Yeah, the, the first time the category the was created. At the Academy animated. Award for Animated Picture. And the first winner of that <laughs> was Shrek. Shrek. Yes. In 2001. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that, that was up against... Monsters, uh, Inc. Monsters, Inc., which yeah. I personally think should have won, but that just, mm. again, that's my... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know you are. Really yeah. <laughs> Billy Crystal. <laughs> Outside of the Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember what the other one is. Uh, uh, course... Jimmy Neutron or something? Or Oh, yes, yes. Jimmy Neutron, Boy Wonder. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or Jimmy Wonder and Boy Neutron. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, of course, it, let's just... Cut up to now, the one that currently owns the latest Oscar would be Brave, mm-hmm. and uh, that one was up against Wreck It Ralph, which we wanted to win. But yes, we would be remiss not to mention Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, and, but one of the finest animated films I've seen. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess since Up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which isn't too terribly long ago. Yeah. But uh, but of course, I, I do I do recognize why Brave won because if they're going for overall i mean just i have not the, seen it yet the, but the, I will po- the polisher point. brave is is above and beyond wreck it ralph oh yeah but yeah i i did prefer wreck it ralph well, <laughs> yeah. ralph had a lot of video game world to emulate so yeah, a lot of times they had to go pixelated or yeah you know, and that, uh, that one was more... which i love the pixelated oh, stuff yeah. they did in there which is yeah the, awesome. the styles they did was fantastic mm-hmm. which which is why i thought they should win they were able to mm-hmm. go the gambit yeah. but yeah, I can see why Brave won. I will, Technically, it'll be on Netflix yeah. sometime, and I'll check it out. But oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, and if you're jonesing for uh, some animated films now, uh, your choices are Turbo or Planes. Not <laughs> anything. Uh, I I'll speak for myself. I'm particularly interested in seeing. Uh, uh, no, I'm sure Turbo. I'll see one day. Uh, you know. Planes, I probably won't. Yeah, so those are your current choices, really, other than Smur- yeah. oh, I don't know, Smurfs has lives. Yeah, I, I I, say no to that one. That's another yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit type thing. Yeah. Uh, that's It's not even animated with live action, it's just CG with live mm-hmm. action. So. Yeah. so that one's too far removed, <laughs> I think. And I I have a Netflix recommendation. Oh, do you? you? 
<laughs> and um, perhaps what is yours? All right, well, my mine is uh, sort of going with the Firefly theme. There is a documentary that turned up there, and for those of you that have not seen Firefly that are listening, watch it. Watch it again, and then come back to this. <laughs> and then watch Serenity. Make sure you watch Serenity. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, watch it, watch Serenity. Watch Firefly again. And then watch send, Serenity again. <laughs> send off numerous emails to Fox, letting them know what it is. Yes, <laughs> let them know, when was this cancelled? <laughs> <laughs> and then get to this. It's called Done the Impossible. And it features interviews with so many brown coats, which, if you don't know the show, that is what fans of the show generally consider themselves as well as the cast of the show, as well as interviews with Joss Whedon and some of the people that made the show, and even, randomly, the author of Ender's Game, who turns out is a Firefly fan. <laughs> so, mm. All right. so it's just a fantastic thing, and most of it, my wife decided to rib me about, most of it is interviews with the fans about how much they like Firefly, how they enjoy it, what they did with it. But overall, it's a story of the show, that what happened at the time it got cancelled, what happened just after it, and the fact that a film got made from this, what, 14 episodes cancelled season turns into a, you know, a universal picture. <laughs> and that, that is what they specifically are talking about when it's the done the impossible. But... Yeah, it's uh, it's so far it's a fantastic thing. I've got maybe ten minutes left of it, but yeah, just just go see it if you are a Firefly fan of any caliber, which I know you are. Uh, so, yeah, so you yeah. better be putting it in your yeah, queue right now. Which uh, what, yeah, what I was writing it down. What is it called again, sir? Done the impossible. Done. Yeah. D O N E. Done yep. the impossible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is again a reference to a line in the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. No need to tell me that. But I, I don't know why it wasn't registering with me. Uh, do I have anything? Uh, you know what? Catch up on Breaking Bad, people. New episodes every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. up to date on season five in there. I was going to say, I had the first one recorded <laughs> on my DVR, and I am three episodes in on Netflix of, of that season. Yeah. I need to finish we it. We have something to watch on Sundays again, people. Thank you. Now that Walking Dead is <laughs> for, you know, on what, hiatus eight, for eight weeks. Eight, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to enjoy every week, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to do it for me. All right. Yeah, and, of course... Normally we try and come up with something mm-hmm. funny here, yes, but, but we're drawing a blank. So. Uh, yes, our, ourselves <laughs> are drawing a blank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. I've been Brian. And I've been Paul. Next time, folks. Bye. Bye.